What's up, guys? Welcome back to Table 40. Matt and Leslie here, and today, uh, Matt and Mackenzie Carpenter, two of our longtime friends. I feel like I say this a lot. We interview our friends a lot. Um, They're the only ones that want to come well, on. Well, yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I thought if, if we didn't have kids, what would be cool is if we could actually fly around and have uh, table-style conversations with our friends. We could do these podcasts in person. But we don't. We have lots of kids. So maybe someday if this podcast continues, we could make these in person with our friends catch up. But anyway, today, Matt McKenzie, um, thanks for coming on. Uh, obviously, longtime friends, teammates. Matt's a, is this your 10th year? Do you have 10 years yet? Are you, are you a gold card member? This is number 10. Okay, so he's about to get his gold card membership and his, uh, his pension plan for life, which is nice. Um, and uh, All-Stars, he's been an All-Star uh, world champion. Do you call yourself a world champion from 2011? Do you, do you... I mean, I got a ring, but, I mean, I've played in the World Series with you in 13. I call that. Okay, yeah, for sure on that. Um, anyways, thanks for coming on, guys. Have Good to see you guys, and, and happy to have you on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Good to see you all. Yeah, it's good that we can actually see you. This makes it more fun for us, for sure. Okay, so we always, I, I know the answer to this, but I love the answer to this. Talk about how you guys met. Very beginning, Matt and McKenzie. You or me? Either one, either one. Okay. Whoever uh, has the better version of the story. Well, I'll, I'll, you may be quicker. I'll tell, I can be. I'll tell a little bit and then you can fill in. How about okay. That? So um, my dad is, or was the high school baseball coach down in Houston. Um, actually Sugarland area where McKenzie and I both grew up and um, he coached me obviously but he also coached McKenzie's older brother Brad who played for him in 1996 through 99 mm -hmm. 1996 through 1999 so I was geez 13 I was born in 85 so how old was that? <laughs> Nine. I, I'm so bad at math. What year? About 85. I was about seven or eight when Matt and I met, so that would make you 10 or 11. 10 or 11, when we first met, like, out on the playground, kind of watching her brother play deal. Um, I knew when she was 11 and I was – or when she was eight and I was 11 that I kind of <laughs> liked her. I don't know how weird that is. Um, but – I did, and um, we kind of kept in touch through over the years, went to the same junior high, and, but it, she's two grades younger than me, and it's not cool for an eighth grader to date a sixth grader, um, and it's definitely not cool for a freshman to date someone who's in junior high, so I waited until her freshman year of high school and um, pretty much asked her out like right when she got to high school, and I was a junior. So that's kind of the, my version. And I'm sure knowing Mackenzie like I do, that she was just waiting around for you to ask her out when she was a I, freshman. I was. I was, you know, pining over Matt, just not accepting any other dates or anything, just holding out for It's hard to blame her. It's hard to blame her. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys dated all through high school. Is that right? Yeah. A majority of freshman year, off and on my freshman year, his junior year, and then off and on sophomore and senior year. And then um, 
we attempted the long distance and caught when he went off to college TCU for his freshman year. And, you know, high school and college life is just different. And I had, um, I had strict parents and visiting him was tough. So we kind of decided after his freshman year that maybe it wasn't the best time to continue dating. And then funny, my freshman year of college, I start hearing from this one again. About <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. When you're in high school, it's not cool to date someone that's in <laughs> When you're in college, it's not cool to date someone who's in high school. But I always knew, truthfully, truthfully always knew that Mackenzie was the girl that I wanted to marry one day. So even though in high school wasn't always the most mature boy, or in college, definitely wasn't the most mature boy. Um, Mackenzie was always very mature for her age. So it took me a while to get on the same page. But when we did, it has been good ever since. Mackenzie, were you, were you ever surprised when he showed up and he was fat? Like all of a sudden, like, <laughs> like you were like, whoa, wow, freshman 35. What happened? Funny. Freshman 35. <laughs> So, you know, he, his parents ended up moving to Dallas, but there was a few Christmas breaks. He came home to, to tech, to Sugarland, And we did, I think that first Christmas break. So like his freshman or maybe his sophomore year, he opens the front door and has a few extra pounds, but has like long shaggy, like beetle style no, hair. And I was like, Wow. Hey. Fat and hairy. <laughs> if you let yourself go in one area, you just kind of let them go in all areas. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Okay, so on a serious note, Matt, like for so you went you were in high school playing for your dad, probably pretty disciplined, probably pretty locked in. You go to college, um, you start to get some freedom, you start to hang out with the boys, you start to drink a little bit, you start to um your discipline maybe is not what it has been in high school. Talk to us about kind of that period of your life going from high school to college and then kind of struggling, getting injured, um, getting fat. And then, <laughs> and then, and then kind of, tell, you know, some of that story and then we'll get into kind of the, the sort of getting your life together and, and kind of as you start to, to get everything in order. Okay. Yeah, no. So, um, as a high school kid playing baseball for your dad, that comes with, um, as you know, it can come with a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on. So, you know, you're the kid that, you know, the other, you know, boys don't want to do anything in front of because they don't want you to tell your dad cause your dad's a coach and, you know, you've got to live up to, um, kind of a different standard really in the community as well, just because, you know, you, if you get in trouble, you're, you know, it looks bad on him as well. So I always kind of, you know, thought had that in the back of my mind. So I, you know, for the most part in high school, never really gotten in a lot of trouble, tried to do the, the, uh, you know, the right thing most of the time, I'm not saying I was perfect, but um, when I got to college, um, for the first time, you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, my dad's name or, um, at least I thought, um, that I didn't have to, you know, I just, you know, had a lot more freedom and was able to do some more things. So, um, 
you know, when I got to college, I probably didn't do the best job of managing both my, my body, um, my workload as far as like, um, from a baseball standpoint and also just really time management in general, going to class, being a good student, um, you know, doing the things that I was supposed to do. The reason I was, I was in college, which was to get an education and to be a good baseball player. And, um, my priorities when I first got to TCU were all out of whack. I spent a lot of time, you know, with guys that, um, you know, going out, uh, you know, you know, drinking too much, um, eating late, eating late night, um, not lifting hardly at all. And just really got like both mentally and physically, um, out of shape. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, I gained probably 35 pounds between my freshman and the end of my sophomore year of, of college. So I was, I came in weighing about 200 pounds and I, I was right around 240 and just as weak as I was when I showed up, like I hadn't really gotten stronger. So it was pretty much all fat. <laughs> um, and, you know, my grades were, suffer, were suffering too. I, I had gotten called into our head coach's office a few times for missing class and my parents obviously found out about that. So, um, you know, just not the most disciplined college student that you would have hoped to have seen, or I would have hoped to have been, um, when I first got there. All right. So what was the shift, Matt? Like, what was it? Did someone say something or was it just like looking in the mirror and saying, man, this has to stop. Like God made me for, something different. I mean, I, I'm just curious because now that Matt's helping out with college baseball, there may or may not be some guys that are, that are sort of struggling with this, this sort of thing, like trying to decide what it is they actually want. Right. And so, so what was that for you? So there was a couple things that all kind of came together. One, um, it was about this time that McKenzie and I were starting to talk. Like I, I wanted to be with her and she probably didn't want to be with me at that point in my life. Um, she never flat out said it, but I could kind of read her. It'd be a great time right now. Because you go ahead. <laughs> and I wasn't in any position to be a good, you know, I wouldn't want to be with me either. I mean, who wants to be with a guy who can't, you know, get through the day on his own? Like just, you know, and I always preface like, I, it's not like I was, you know, headed for, you know, some ditch. Like I was just, my life was in shambles, but I just was, underachieving in every area of my life both physically both on the on the baseball field uh, spiritually my relationship you know with Jesus was pretty non-existent at that point um so or as good as it should be um and um for me it was a couple things that kind of spiraled and, and all happened at once my junior year I just in my own twisted head thought that I was going to be a, a, a draftable you know junior and I, I like at this point, I hadn't even realized that I was that out of shape and not very good at baseball. Like I hadn't even like clicked. Like I just assumed that I was just a bad self-evaluator, as me and Matt like to call people sometimes. Um, but so I, I show up for my junior year. I'm out of shape. I'm, I can barely. I had to order new baseball pants. Like couldn't fit them. <laughs> so I have a whole new uniform, and I go out for the first practice of the fall, and I blow my elbow out tear my uh, Tommy John, end up having to have Tommy John surgery. And it was at that moment that I kind of like, it kind of hit me that, you know, 
I'm not going to play my junior year. I'm definitely not getting drafted. All the guys that I had come with in, all, in my class that year were all going off to get, you know, play professional baseball. They're all signing, and I'm staying here. Um, you know, I'm not a great student. I'm not making good grades. I'm not performing on the field. And there's really no end in sight with the way that I take care of myself. So my head coach um, called me in his office and basically – laid it out for me, um, you know, both, mo both as a term of motivation, but also almost as like a threat, like, hey, man, like, you know, you're running out of time here and you've accomplished, I'm assuming, none of your goals, which he was right. But, you know, he also said, you, you've accomplished none of the goals that I had for you either. So, you know, you can either continue to go on the path that you're on and, you know, be mediocre and, go get a mediocre job and be, you know, a mediocre, you know, person in society, or you can make a change and start trying to, you know, get your life figured out. So I left his office that day pretty broken, um, you know, pretty mentally and physically defeated. And um, it was at that moment for me that I really kind of flipped the script with, um, you know, my relationship with Jesus and where I was headed and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish, knowing that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do this by myself because when I was doing it by myself, it wasn't going very well. So that was, that was kind of that moment. That's really, that's good. That's good. And Mackenzie, where, so this is about the time you guys started dating again. And, and so how, what, what were the practical things you started doing? You started working out, you started watching what you eat started probably diving back into the Bible. Like what, what were your sort of at that point that started you headed in the other direction? What were the practical things that you were doing? So first and foremost, I left that office that day and just completely changed literally overnight the way that I ate, um, completely quit drinking for an entire year of college, which, I mean, anybody who's going to college knows the challenges of that especially going from the guy that I was, I was always the guy that you could text or call and be like, Hey, we're going to play beer pong. You want to play? Oh yeah. I'm over there. I'll be, you know, I was there. I went from being that guy to no, nah, man, I'm just not going to, I'm not drinking. I'm taking this, you know, next couple of years serious. And, um, so completely cut alcohol, completely out of my life. Um, went a full year, like a true full year, but without even touching it and, um, completely cut fast food out, started really, really, um, taking my diet serious, met with a nutritionist at TCU um, and started getting on like a meal plan. I never really was into lifting and, you know, I just wasn't, I don't know what, why, but I just, you know, always had kind of a bad um, thought process for lifting weights. I just thought that, you know, it wasn't great for baseball players, but, you know, come to find out it was the exact opposite. I, it's like really, really good thing for baseball players. <laughs> so I, I started lifting a lot, um, started to really um, take care of that. And then, you know, I, you know, started going to church every Sunday um, in college, which we, you know, not many kids are doing that. It can be hard at times, especially, you know, with the nightlife and people staying up late on the weekends. So really committing myself to wake up and go to church on Sunday mornings and just be in the word as much as I could. And, um, you know, all of those things combined really just, I mean, literally overnight kind of just changed me. 
And, um, you know, I noticed that when I, when, you know, with adding some discipline in some areas, it really just started to kind of trickle over in all areas of my life, you know, both, both on the field and off the field. And Mackenzie, you went to, you did not go to TCU. You went to Texas A&M. I did. Okay. So off the subject question, it feels like, so when you go to freshman orientation at Texas A&M, do they teach you all of the things that Texas A&M people do? Cause it's, it's kind of wild. It can, it can definitely be overwhelming. And yes, there is, um, you learn just a small bit of like the traditions and there's like a midnight yell you can attend. Nothing is mandatory, but like they definitely want you to experience A&M in a short amount of, in that short amount of time, just to like really fall in love with it. Um, I love A&M and I am proud to say I graduated from there. Matt tends to forget to share that with people. So thank you for putting it out there. I like to call her my, she's an honorary home frog. <laughs> um, I don't, for fellow Aggies, I apologize. For, I don't bleed maroon. Like, I mean, I am so proud of my school, but. Um, that might be a little bit of my fault. Yeah, it could be that I live in, we live in Fort Worth now and I am made to bleed purple, but, um, but to answer your question, yes, they kind of, there's They're like, coming at you hard. They're coming yeah, at you hard. Fish camp, fish camp and <laughs> yeah, they, they really want you to be all in pretty, pretty fast. Oh, that's amazing. I think it's so fun to watch football games and basketball. I mean, they're serious. They're serious about it there. All right, Mackenzie. So when did you start to see a change in Matt? Like um, where you noticed it and you're like, okay, I believe it. I believe that this guy's doing what he says he wants to do. So being in two different schools, um, obviously there was a, there was a point that uh, I wasn't making an effort because of some, you know, some life choices and things, but so fresh, it was probably, um, so that's back to when I could get the feel that she wasn't <laughs> Stop answering phone calls and text this messages. This isn't going well. And, um, no, it was probably maybe like, on it, so fresh. It was my, it wasn't really my, till my junior year of college. So this was Matt's, this was your red shirt senior year. Red shirt senior year. <laughs> I, I made this change that we're talking about, kind of like my red shirt junior year and was continually pursuing her and she kind of had to see it for herself for a yeah. year or so. So um, like Matt said, I, I always, he was always in my head, like I, no matter what. And um, I hadn't seen him in a long time and it was my junior year. I, I made a visit to him to kind of see everything for myself. Cause you know, we still have mutual friends and I, heard things and I'm like yeah yeah let's see it to believe it and it he just his eye like his eyes um body language obviously I mean lost a lot of weight but it wasn't the never never was it a weight thing for me ever um I had abs and stuff (laughs) um but you could just like see it in his demeanor his just he, he had grown up, he had changed and, um, he just had a different look 
behind, but you know, in, in his soul, like looking in his eyes, he just seemed in a different place, in a good place. That's awesome. So let's fast forward to, uh, to pro baseball. All right. So you, you get drafted and they gave you like, what, they give you $7? <laughs> yeah, yeah. After I got, I signed for a thousand bucks, and after taxes, it was like four hundred. Okay, so that was after your red shirt sixth year. Like, what? How old were you at that point? I was almost twenty five. I mean, I've been there forever. No, I, just... I should have got a doctor degree, but I think I left with like half a bachelor degree. Sweet. <laughs> um, so you get drafted, right? Kind of this, the odds are stacked against you, and. This is my favorite part of y'all's story, by the way. So then I love this. you jump into the minor leagues, right? And so talk us through, McKenzie, did you go with him right away? How, what was the next step in, in the Carpenter's lives? So I was still in college. Um, like I said, we started dating in my junior year. So I still had, had my senior year left, and I graduated December of 2010. So I should have graduated, you know, grad, I, I went an extra semester. So I, no, I did not go with him. Um, so a majority of his minor league career, it was long distance and visiting when I could, but even then, you know, I was in school, so that made it really tough. Um, but just trying to make the most of the times, and this was even before like FaceTime. I mean, I think we Skyped every now and then, but. Um, yeah, FaceTime wasn't a thing. But yeah, I just tried to, make the most of when we could see each other, but I was in school. So you spend some time in the minor leagues and long distance, Matt and I did that too. It's really hard. And it was well before Skype and all. I mean, we've got <laughs> you guys by quite a few years, but anyway, so that's tough. And then, so you spend some time in the minor leagues and then you get to the big leagues. So what's that like for both of you guys? Because you've been in this the whole entire time. So I think this is really cool when we um, have friends that have been together since, or, I mean, shoot, you guys are, six, seven years old when you first met. And, and so it's kind of, even the, you guys win the award for the longest. But I think it's really neat to be able to see the transition that Matt's made. And you've been right along with him the whole entire time watching this front row. And so you get the call to go to the big leagues. What's that like, Matt? Well, um, we, I, so McKenzie's aunt, lives in memphis tennessee which at this point um are we married no no we're, we're engaged. engaged so after the first year of pro ball i proposed to mckenzie and um no that can't that's not right but after the first um I, after i signed we're still dating and we come back that off season i play one full season of professional baseball, the very first one, and we get engaged that offseason, right? So. Yes, so we get engaged. Um, I go to uh, Major League Spring Training for the first time. I get invited as a non-roster invite, had this really good camp. Um, this is in 2011 and was the very last cut, um, the very last guy sent down. Thought I was good, like, I didn't. I, honestly, I never thought for a second I was going to make the team, but um, I mean, I, as the days were going by, I was like, I mean, am I, am I going to make this team? I don't know what, I don't know what's happened. Um, but I ended up getting sent down to Memphis. Um, we go to Memphis and I'm living with her aunt, her aunt and her uncle live in Germantown, Tennessee. And so to help save money, 
because we had none. Um, I was a teacher. She was, she was teaching. And you had that huge signing bonus left over. I had that huge signing <laughs> bonus. So I, I, I'm, I'm sitting on that, you know, living the big life in her aunt's house. And um, it was about two months into the season, I get a phone call uh, from our manager, wants me to come into his office. I still at this point have no idea that um, I'm going to the big leagues. I go into his office and he, uh, he tells me I'm going to the big leagues tomorrow. So the first person I call is her and can't get a hold of her. Oh, shocking. But, I had the same story. She won't answer. It was late to her it was, defense. Well, it was also um, that – so that night, it was my last day of school. So the next day is my official summer. So I was like, I'm turning my phone off. I'm sleeping in. This is, you know, first, first day of summer. And I wake up, and I've got, like, 17 missed calls from Matt, five from my mom. Answer your phone, call Matt. And I'm like – and it's probably, like, 10 a.m., at the, you know, didn't have oh, to sleep in. sleep in until noon with three kids. But, um, yeah, it's like 10 o'clock and I finally call Matt and, uh, he's, and that's when he breaks the news. He's like, I'm pl- like, I'm going to be in St. Louis tonight. Can you get there? I'm like, it's 10 a.m. How? What? Well, and I make it work. You know, you pull, to- pull together and you get your bag packed and-, and off we went. I actually think. Matt, you might – I actually got called up because you tweaked your hamstring or quad or something. Yeah. And uh, they had uh, – David Fries was already hurt, and they didn't have, you know, anybody else to call up. I guess I was the guy. So I, <laughs> I got called up. You're welcome. And uh, came up and played for like – I don't know. I think it was up for 13, 14 days, and then uh, – I think you got activated. You got healthy again. Got activated, right, and, right. Yeah. and uh, yeah, it was the craziest thing ever. Oh, that's exciting! So, fast forward. Now, you're established major league player. We we're talking about the playoffs in the last few episodes. So, tell us about your playoff experience and what you think. Your first playoff experience. What you learned. Kind of just the difference and, and what you, uh, I guess from a, just a, uh, nerve standpoint, the playoffs to a regular season. So it's actually crazy. This is just a little side story about our first playoff experience. McKenzie's teaching. I'm in, I'm, I make the big leagues for the first time in 2012 as like a everyday, like I made the team at extreme training and we were so naive about I did I truthfully just didn't know and didn't consider myself didn't think I was going to have a 10-year I mean who does you know he thinks you're going to play in the big leagues for 10 years McKenzie and I were married we had again no money she was working and you know teaching at home had a great job my parents helped her um, both of her both my parents are in education in Houston they have a ton of connections got her a great job she was teaching PE at a junior high and coaching volleyball, which to be her age, we were 25, 26 years old, to have a PE job is next, it's almost impossible to get. So she had this really great job. So she was working and I was in the big leagues alone. We're married and I'm living at home. My teammates were making fun of me every single day. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And um, when we made the playoffs in 2012, um, I called her and was like, hey, you need to come 
like come to you know come on this run with us you know she's like well I, you know i don't i can't leave my job and i'm like you need to quit and she quit and <laughs> came with me full time that killed your dodgeball game though <laughs> yeah <laughs> my offseason dodgeball games at junior high were, were took a hit but um so yeah so that was just a little side story. I forgot your original question about the playoffs. No, just talking about the playoffs. Just talking about the difference between playoffs and, and kind of the your first experience with kind of the, the nerves of it and just the difference between regular season experience and playoff experience when people watch these games and they watch playoff. I mean, it's a little bit different this year. Obviously, it's not quite the the crowds and, and the kind of the atmosphere that, that a normal playoff season would be. But and obviously, in 2012, it was crazy. So what was your experience with that? One of, one of my favorite things, like, in life is to – and it's the most helpful thing in life is to, you know, and it can work in every area, whether you're, you know, parenting or, you know, your spiritual life or, you know, you're trying to learn how to, you know, hang a picture on the wall. I mean, if you talk to somebody who's been there and done it before, someone who's older and who's had experience, experience and wisdom and things – you know, life experience in those matters, talking through it and being with somebody who's done it before, I feel like is such a valuable thing. And so in 2012, I'll never forget it, before our first postseason game, we had this team meeting and guys like Matt and Chris Carpenter and Adam Wainwright, Lance Bergman, you know, guys who had had a ton of postseason experience got up and, and talked about, you know, what to expect and kind of how to handle emotions. And I took – so much out of that meeting. Um, it helped me in a major way to kind of prepare myself for what I was kind of going to get myself into because for anybody who has played in the playoffs, it is a total different, totally different game than, you know, the regular season, the emotions that are involved, the anxiety that is involved, the stress that is involved, the excitement that is involved, just the emotions in general are off the charts, like through the roof, something you've never experienced before, and something that you really can't put into words until you've done it. Um, but all that to say, it's also some of the most fun you've ever had, you know, on a baseball field, putting on a, putting on a uniform. So um, in 2012, getting that experience, I was just, I just was like so overwhelmed with um, so many emotions, all good ones. And I'll never forget, I called, you know, we're headed to the wild card game in 2012 versus the Braves, the first ever wild card game. And um, I called my, my parents and I was like, hey, you know, you guys, they both working at, were working at the time. McKenzie was obviously coming. But I told um, them, it's like, you guys got to come. I mean, I may never play in another playoff game ever again. This is a big deal. And, I mean, you know, little did I realize that the Cardinals are pretty good. And we, we, went a lot. <laughs> we were going to have a good run. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of was not the only playoff game. But I think that that's wise to, we, I mean, we should always handle it like that, you know, because I, I know for Matt's career, it, it just went by so fast. I mean, obviously he played a long time, just like you guys, but it's just, it just goes by really fast. And I think, I remember when Matt made his first all-star team, Christy Helton told me, she said, Leslie, you have to treat this like this last all-star game you're ever going to go to, like take the pictures, buy the shirt, like be fully engaged and, Remember what it smells like even. She was like, because you're never going to be able to replicate this. And I think that that was such good advice for a young gal. Um, and I think that's what I hear you saying for just to enjoy 
those moments because you just never know when you're going to get to do it again. And the playoffs are so unique, even from our side, Mackenzie, like uh, we were talking to Lindsay and Trevor last week and I was telling, or Lindsay and I were talking about how we wear matching, like it is nerdy. And I said that the last week too, but we, we match, like we all have matching gear and um, you know, and like you travel with the guys and you get to, and I just think the playoffs are kind of like probably an A&M football game. Like it's it's a different it's a different vibe in the stands and the whole the whole it, thing. So and it's a different camaraderie. Like I mean, the guys feel it all year, but us as the girls, you know, we're able to finally be together, almost all together, and like experience it with them. And it is so exciting. And I love matching with everybody. Like not yeah. many moments in your life you can do that, and it be okay especially <laughs> but, as adults <laughs> yeah but no it is so fun and just like feeling the crowd excitement and um just seeing really like seeing your guy out there living their dream and um especially in that heightened moment is really really cool yeah it, it really is and and just for, for our kids too and I mean so what about your kids do you think that Oh, I guess they didn't get to go this year because of COVID. So anyway, hopefully next year. Yeah. We'll make up for it next year. Yeah. yeah. So t- talk to me about it. So ups and downs, baseball, ups and downs. We all have them. Where do, how, how would you say your relationship with Jesus has, tra- you know, kind of grown through ups and downs, through having kids, through marriage, through baseball struggles, through baseball highs, baseball lows? Um, kind of talk to us a little bit about your spiritual growth, say from maybe, I don't know, five, 10 years ago to, to currently. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no way, well, it's kind of a two way street. There's no way I would have gotten to this point in my career without, you know, my relationship with him. There's zero chance. I mean, you guys have, I've already told you my college experience. I don't think that I would have made all the changes I made in my life to be able to propel me to have the success that I had without that relationship. Um, And then from just everyday stresses of major league baseball, being away from your wife and kids struggling with fans and, you know, pressures of contracts and all the stuff that, you know, you guys know just as well as we do. um, There's just no way that I would be able to get through a day without it. And, um, you know, and just like any walk, it's never perfect, but, um, you know, being able to have, you know, him to lean on and guide your way, um, makes it, makes it doable. So, um, you know, I, I, I really, I think about it all the time. I mean, you know, God has put us in this position for a reason and I'm to a point in my career now, um, it's like it's sad and good at the same time you know one of my favorite things as a young player was having older guys to lean into and talk to now I'm the old guy and they lean into me and talk to me and um you know so that is you know there there's some rewards in that too I mean you know that God's put you in that in that place and now you're kind of paying it forward you know because you you had older guys doing it for you yeah, that's good. What about you, Mackenzie? I think, well, for, for me, like kids, 
so our, our daughter's four and our son will be three in November and just um you know always grew up in a Christian home always been a Christian but I think kids is what for me made my walk stronger because being being alone a lot of the year and um figuring a lot figuring out a lot by yourself um I really learned to just lean into God and like especially just getting my my day started I noticed a huge difference in my just how my day goes if I don't start there first start with God first um so kids adding kids to the mix was a big kind of bring back bringing me back to him closer to him and then also just wanting to be that knowledge for them like we want to be the we want to parent and love our children as God loves us and just share that knowledge and I didn't I didn't want I didn't not want to know something like I want to be able to share with them yeah that's good I feel the same way especially now like Jax is 16 years old so got to get after it I mean next year's a senior year <laughs> he's gonna be on his own soon <laughs> so you're right kids I think kids do kids do bring out that urgency to like you know I, I was reading this book yesterday and it was talking about it's real good I have I'm only like in the first chapter but I'm locked in it's really really good but an illustration she gave about even having kids or mentoring is like big strong like she was talking about these two trees and like baby tree and a big tree and she said the baby tree has to be tied up to the big tree in order for the baby tree to grow and if, in order for the root system to get deeply rooted and um, it has to it has to hold on to that big tree until it can stand on its own and I was kind of like man that's what y'all's job is now that's what my my job is now in in my home for sure is to just be the the person that's deeply rooted in in the Lord so my my little trees can lean on me until they can grow on their own right and so I think that I think you're right I think for us two kids having kids has created this desire to want to learn more because I I believe it so I, I want to invest in my kids in that way too I agree with you wholeheartedly okay here's an observation I made and we'll get you guys get you guys out of here so here's an observation I've made about the carpenters over the years of, of watching you guys mature because we were, we were with you when you were engaged and early married. I remember that, that you were flying back to go work and everything, come and watching Matt play. But I think that Mackenzie for you, I know you better than, than I know Matt, but you're like quietly really one of the toughest ladies I've ever been around in, but like a quiet way, you know, cause I remember meeting you in Bible study and, and you telling some stories about growing up and, and like losing, losing your dad. Like I remember hearing that and the way you said it was just such, it was so, it was very inspiring to me because I was like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. And, and she just has this, you have just a peace about you and the strength about you that I've always really admired. And so, um, it's been an honor to watch y'all grow in your marriage and then see, see you have the babies now. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that that little daughter of yours is going to have the same sort of quiet, like quiet strength that you have. I'm real proud of you guys. This is fun to hear your story now. But um, Matt, do you notice that about your wife? Because if I notice it, you have to notice it more than me. Right. So <laughs> I mean, I, this is, 
I'm gonna you're gonna get me emotional, but I, we we can't get through a day without this one right here. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, I I'm proud of you, Mackenzie. So I know Matt's really proud of you. So Thank you. Anyway. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on. We want to save some material so we can have you on again in case we run out of people that like us. So. <laughs> Thanks for having us. This yes, was, this was I fun. love this. Great to catch up with you guys. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get you guys back on. For sure. We, we got to come see y'all soon, yeah, too. Yeah, see y'all in person. I know, see the new baseball field. I know, I need to come up there. I already talked to Matt. I want to come up and take some swings and hang out for a few days. Come on. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, check out sportsspectrum.com.